Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker talking to you from, uh, well, I run a website called Film Making Stuff. The purpose of the site is to teach you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. And today I want to talk about the top filmmaking excuses and how to avoid them. I don't know about you, but I've often heard the expression that if you um, reach for the stars, you might not hit the stars, but at least you'll hit the moon. I hate that expression. I really feel like it lowers expectations. But at the same time, there's something to be said for incremental steps, taking steps to achieve your goals. And one of the things that most filmmakers do is, you know, they don't take action. And taking action is everything. Now, I know a lot of this is easy to say, and depending on the size, uh, the scope and scale of your project, it might seem very tough to execute. But one of the things that I've noticed is over the past two weeks, I've been getting a whole bunch of emails uh, from a bunch of Hollywood hopefuls. They want to make movies or write screenplays or do something, but for some idiotic excuse, and it could be any number of different excuses, these people think they need an agent or someone in Hollywood to give them permission to make their movies. And if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that's simply not true. And if you're new here, you know, one of the goals at filmmaking stuff is to remind you that the whole point of independent filmmaking involves being a rebel. You don't have to ask anybody for permission to make your movie. You just need to do the work. So let me give you some examples of the top filmmaking excuses and how to avoid them. Now, you know, many filmmakers, they incorrectly think their ideas, and this is a big one, are enough to garner attention. I have this great idea for a movie. Please fund my movie. Um, and a lot of these folks email me thinking that they don't have to do the work. They just have to give me their brilliant idea. And these folks still have the impression that Hollywood is one big lottery. And all you got to do is you got to buy a bus ticket, hop on the bus, and show up to Hollywood with your ideas, and you're going to get paid millions of dollars. Now, um, that's simply not the case. So here's the type of filmmaking um, emails and, and some of the excuses I receive every week for why these filmmakers can't make their movie. Um, let me just start off with the idea one. Uh, I get an email like this a lot. Uh, Dear Jason, I have the most amazing idea for a movie. I just need to find someone willing to raise the money and help me produce it. And here's my typical response to that. Join the club. <laughs> Everybody has an idea for a movie, and your ideas are probably good, but the truth is nobody in Hollywood cares. Unless you have a track record, selling a movie simply based on an idea is nearly impossible. What you have to understand is it's execution that matters. Are you, are you willing to take action and make your movie now? Then I get emails like this. I, I, this is all well and good, Jason, but I can't afford to make my movie. I don't know anybody. Nobody will look at my work unless I get an agent. Can you please stop sending me these filmmaking tips? I just need you to introduce me to an agent. And my response to that is usually not so terse, but here's a response. Quit crying. Now, the thing you need to remember is everybody in this town started from somewhere. And despite popular opinion, most successful filmmakers started from scratch. But if you really want an agent, here's some tactics that some of my friends have utilized. Um, one of my friends, he got his agent after his movie was produced. Now, it's important to note that he became one of the producers to produce his movie. And guess what? Now that he's produced stuff, he's more valuable to Hollywood, and he gets an agent. He wins. 
I have another writer friend. He couldn't get a break. So what he did was he decided, he realized that relationships are everything. So he started a screenwriting magazine. And then he leveraged his magazine to interview and build relationships with other writers. And from these relationships, one of the writers introduced him to an agent. Um, and later on down the road, you know, aside from getting the agent, he also ended up selling the magazine. But that's a whole other story. And then I have another buddy um, who actually writes horror novels and screenplays. He's pretty well known. Um, he actually started his career as a roller skating messenger in New York City, which, you know, if you think about it, it sounds pretty strange, um, but whatever. One day, and he went, one day he went to a publishing company. He was set to deliver a package there, and he was in some executive's office. And this guy was always ready to take action, which there's a lesson in this, right? He carried his manuscript with him wherever he went, and he saw a stack of manuscripts on this guy's desk. So he just pulled out his manuscript and shoved it into the pile. A few days later, he got a call. Um, and the ripple effect of that is he got an agent, he got a book deal, and he got a whole bunch of screenwriting work. Now, all of these people didn't just send out emails saying, I had a great idea. They had the guts and the creativity to do the work, to take some action, overcome obstacles, to have something more than just an idea to sell. And so if you're going to take action, you know, you're really going to increase, even if it's a small incremental series of actions, you're going to increase your chances of gaining attention. So I need you to really focus on what it is you want to accomplish. And then I want you to stop investing time in making more and more excuses as to why it can't happen. And even though this information that I'm sharing with you right now you know, is intentionally supposed to be you know, very uplifting and motivating... It, for some of you, you're still going to email me something like this. I don't have a choice. If I do not find a producer, my movie does not get made. Okay, now I understand why you might think this way. But you are only correct if you want to be. And let's, let's, let's peel this back a little bit. Let's be really honest. For some of you, it's much easier to complain, to make excuses for why your movie will never get made. And that allows you to never take action. And the reason for all of this, you are terrified of rejection. You're terrified that you're not good enough. You're terrified that you downright suck. Well, I got news for you. When we decided to make our first feature film, all of us, we were all very scared as well. But the thing is, it didn't stop us. We knew that doing the work was important. Even if, in, in everything you do, you're always going to improve, right? So you're always going to think your past work sucks anyway. So you may as well do something. And... The other thing that didn't stop us, aside from the fact that we were scared that we had sucky work, is we didn't even have a producer. So we decided to become our own producers. And what I found out is once we made that feature film and we joined, um, you know, it, it, that is, we, we joined the ranks, uh, we joined the Feature Filmmaker Club. We realized that doing what we did, it's the secret rite of passage for many first-time feature filmmakers. You don't get noticed until you actually do some work. So it's like the chicken and the egg, what comes first, or the catch-22. So you gotta think of it this way. Think of your movie projects, um, and think of, think of it, if you were starting a frozen yogurt shop, which I eat a lot of, I've gained like 30 pounds eating so much frozen yogurt, I love this stuff. But if you were starting your own frozen yogurt shop, would you, would you wait around for someone to create your frozen yogurt shop for you? 
Would you ask somebody else to go out there and do it for you? Um, next time you're on the Filmmaking Stuff website, uh, type in the words Charlie Day. He's the guy who stars in the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Those guys took a camera. They had no budget, and they just decided to start shooting uh, projects on the weekend, which eventually evolved into Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is uh, a real cult hit here in the United States. And the point of all of this is you got to take action and make your movie. You just do. So if you want to make movies... You set a goal. You put blinders on and you go for it. You don't allow yourself to get distracted. But at the same time, don't overwhelm yourself. Don't make a, a movie that needs a billion dollars if you don't have access to those funds. Instead, make the movie you can produce this year. And for some of you, that means that you can only you know, grab your camera, you know, your, your cell phone camera, and make a three-minute YouTube short movie right on your cell phone. If that's the only movie that you can make this year, then do that. Do that. Um, and, you know, every time I give these tips and then I get more emails. So here's another one um, in response to the YouTube suggestion. A friend told me that YouTube's a silly way to test my ideas and build an audience. He said I should just focus on getting an agent. Okay, now we're back to square one. Thank goodness all the people that have, that have gained credibility and, and YouTube fame that led towards um, legitimacy in Hollywood didn't listen to this advice. YouTube is like having your own TV station. You have the ability to go out and create work, and if it's any good, you could potentially reach an audience, and you could potentially have something that goes viral, which you could then leverage into bigger, better, and more badass projects. But you have to be willing to do the work. So, you know, my response to that person is I, I, I honestly told him, I think you should probably get some new friends. You know, with everything I'm saying, there's no guarantees in filmmaking, but there's no guarantees in any other business. And if we're just talking YouTube, I think it offers a great way to have your very own portal of the world. Again, if you're talented, you may be able to scale a few of the backyard indies that you make this year to fit into some sort of YouTube format and get them out there. My point of today's podcast is this. Quit waiting for permission. Hollywood doesn't care about your ideas. I'm sorry. But the people who run the town, they only care about one thing. They care about making money. And in doing this, you know, most Hollywood heavyweights are seeking people. They want to work with people who are actually producing stuff. They just don't want to, you know, they're not looking to work with more people that are just talking about producing stuff. Everybody in this town is exactly the same. They're all working on something. But very few of them actually finish what they start. So, you know, for those of you that are sick of waiting around for Hollywood, um, open up your internet browser. Go to this website, makeyourmovienow.com. Once again, it's makeyourmovienow.com. Um, and you'll find a whole bunch of professional resources to help you take those incremental steps um, and overcome your challenge. This has been another filmmaking podcast from Jason. I'm Jason Brubaker. Uh, the website's filmmakingstuff.com, and I invite you to stop by and please feel free to comment on any of the articles on the site.